0: Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of Paul's Points. I'm your host, Paul Fritschner. Today is Tuesday, October 20th. Recording this on Monday, the 19th, I'm with Sam Connaughton of Bengals Brawl, but more importantly, one of my very good friends from Xavier. Sam, how are you today?
1: Paul, this is going to be awesome. I've been looking forward to doing <laughs> this with you. I've been listening to the pod, making sure I'm ready to go, ready to bring my A game for you today.
0: All right. Well, Sam and I are going to get into Bengals and everything else here coming up in just a second. But before we get to the Bengals, if you're listening to this show and you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And also, if you're listening on an Apple Podcasts, if you could leave a rating and a review, Really appreciate that as well. Before we get into the Bengals, which is why I have Sam on today, we're gonna to do everything Bengals, all things uh, Cincinnati here this season so far. Gotta talk a little bit about the World Series. It's gonna be Rays and Dodgers. Atlanta sports again coming up short this weekend. Georgia going down to all uh, to Alabama. I've been calling the Georgia Bulldogs frauds for like two years. Relative, like relative to like what people expect out of them. I think they're frauds. Again, they can't beat Alabama. Come up short. Tough weekend for Atlanta sports again. Falcons get a win, but then the Braves lose. They're out. Dodgers-Rays World Series. I'm excited for that. My heart says Rays. My head says probably Dodgers in six or seven. Sam, anything on baseball? So,
1: I'm not a big baseball guy. I mean, the Reds are about as far as I'll go. But if the Dodgers lose the World Series, are they going to fire their manager, you think?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's been there long enough that you see, like, you can see the talent around him that he's got to get it done. And then when he goes up on the podium last night when they were getting their trophy, and he says, "Like, this is our year." I don't know if you saw that, but in the in the uh, trophy celebration or ceremony last night after they won the NLCS, he got up and he was like, said something along the lines of, "This is our year. This is our LA. This is our year." Right. It's like if you're gonna say that. You, you better get it done this year.
1: And the the cool thing I like about it is, again, we have those two completely different markets where you have the Dodgers being baseball's brand and L.A., the bright and shiny lights. And then you have the good old Tampa Bay Rays down in Tampa who, you know, if there were fans, they couldn't sell out the trop. Um, but, man, <laughs> it is it's two completely different you know, teams and markets, which is awesome. Yeah. I think that's great for baseball. Sets up kind of like a little David versus Goliath. But, again, the Rays are, you know, no slouch. I mean, they had the number one record in the AL. I'm I'm all in on the Rays. I know our boy uh, Daily Dave is all in on the Rays. So, um, let's go race.
0: And, you know, who else is all in on the Rays is uh, Dickie V. Oh, Dickie
1: V, baby. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Let's go Rays. Oh, oh, yes. Dickie V all in on the race. <laughs> His videos after wins are so electric. So, so electric. They remind me of the stuff you've been doing. Oh, man. Dickie V, he has been a role model, a absolute hero for me over the years um so it's kind of cool to see him do what he's doing some of his things are just so outlandish they just make you laugh but
0: he's a character that like that's what he is like he's just he's a character and at this point at least like i feel like that's just kind of his yes he's
1: no longer the announcer as much as he is a content character yeah i think and that's a very polarizing thing because some people just see him as the um, announcer for the basketball, like, oh, he's losing his marbles, blah, blah, blah. But then in the other corner, it's people like me who are like, I just think the guy's hilarious. Yeah. Guy is instant content creation, and that's what you want in 2020.
0: So we got baseball, L.A., Tampa. Tampa now, Lightning win the Stanley Cup. Uh, Buccaneers, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Rays in the World Se- Things are looking up for Tampa.
1: Uh, you know, Dave Roberts was saying this is our year. This might be Tampa's year.
0: I don't know. This
1: the- might be – Tampa's year, I mean, the Buccaneers just absolutely took the Green Bay Packers out and beat them like they stole something yesterday. Um, and then, you know, the Rays, again, this team of kind of, of destiny coming yeah. out of that AL East. Yeah. Um, if you are a Tampa person, if you're a Tampa sports fan, you have to be excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my Electric God. Electric
0: team, we got G-Mon Choi, uh, Randy Arosarena, some great characters on the team. Great pitching staff, too. Tyler Glasnow. I, I think this is setting up to be uh phenomenal world series it's teams with two best records first time since 2013 that's happened right so good for baseball that they get I mean last year the Nats I mean I'm not going to complain about that but good for baseball I think to see the two best teams compete in the shortened season you could say whatever you want about the shortened season but nice to see the two best teams uh in the world series this year
1: I'm a absolute huge fan of the shortened season um I know baseball purists are throwing up somewhere in trash cans when I say that but I think having uh, less games makes every game more important. Um, And I know the Reds, you know, they got to the playoffs this year. Um, But I think I like the idea of a sprint more for playoffs than I do a marathon. And I think we got a little bit more of that this year, which I enjoyed. I
0: think the Reds would have won the NL Central in a full year. Really? Yeah.
1: I I think the way
0: the Cubs were trending, um, just the the Cubs didn't look great. The Brewers – had potential maybe the Brewers would have pulled away the Pirates sure weren't right. doing anything I think the Reds had the horses to if the lineup had clicked that I think in a full 162 game season they might have who knows shoulda coulda woulda can't say it now but um yeah I, I I like the Reds and go out and pick up some pieces but give anyway
1: Bauer the blank check give I, him I the I, blank I'd, check I'd Agree. I agree. what he wants give it to him I agree what he wants give it to him man's a stud animal Cy Young absolute beast we want them here in Cincinnati next year there is no doubt about it
0: well what the people want that are listening to this and we'll give it to them right now is the Cincinnati Bengals and Sam that's why you're on today yeah the Bengals uh before we get into the Bengals you've been doing a lot of Bengals content Bengals coverage you're with Bengals Brawl yeah. now so uh before we get into the team what have you been doing for somebody that's listening that you know has hasn't seen you where can they find you what have you been right. doing
1: so basically and me and Paul were talking about this before the show him and I went to college and we were always I was jealous of Paul one because while I would be out you know having fun on Fridays the man was out working covering Covcath, doing all this stuff so once I got out of college I was like okay I need this kind of outlet in order to share my fandom in order to talk about the team that I love which is the Cincinnati Bengals um, so one day I was bored at work and someone on Bengals twitter i think i might have been Bengals captain they retweeted a link to bangles brawl page they're like we're looking for writers so i was like i'm bored i might as well you know crank out an article here and ever since then i've been doing that that was in early august i believe so basically punching out one or two articles a week doing as much Bengals content as possible i've also joined the Bengals brawl podcast we got superstars like tony pike james rapine but then um, we also have super fan Josh Cavalcante, Jake the Kid's Circus from Los Angeles, um, and West Coast Mark who joined me. And we are all about for the fans. So if you're a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals, give us a like. Um, we are on all the platform, podcast platforms. Follow me at at the greatsambino on Twitter. You're always going to get a laugh. You're going to get a chuckle. It's always 100% um, great content. So, But it's been fun, Paul, like Every single day I wake up and I go, okay, let's talk some Bengals football there on Twitter. Go. Let's talk some Bengals football on Facebook. And that's where you get the real people, man. There are some very interesting hot takes being thrown around on Facebook and these Bengals um, groups. So it's been a lot of fun so far. I look forward to keep doing it, you know, for a long time.
0: And the videos, you wake up Sunday morning, you get those videos out, you get yourself a, a more – what is it? Less – less. Great filling? tasting, great less tasting, filling. Great, great taste, less filling. More I mean, light.
1: it is – Sunday's my favorite day of the week. My football team, our football team, Paul, is one, four, and one. And yet Sundays are by far my favorite day of the week. There is certainly nothing better than coming down the stairs when you're probably a little hungover after a great Saturday night, turning on the pregame show and going, today's the day the Bengals get a dub. Today is the day the Bengals get the dub. It, right now, it's not happening, but one day it will be, and it's going to be glorious. But yes, Sundays are truly special.
0: I thought you were a Bush Light guy.
1: I was a Bush Light guy. Now, I, I was it
0: because Miller Light's a, a Bengals beer?
1: Or... I, no, I mean, I, Bush Light will always have my heart, mostly because it was the great cheap beer. You can get it a 30 rack for the same amount you can get from Miller Light. Um, Miller Lite's growing on me. I mean, post college you have a little bit more money to spend. You want a little bit better beer, but Bush Lights up there. Miller Lite is the go-to right now. But if you're looking for a great-tasting, refreshing beer, you got to try the new Blue Moon Light Sky. Those are absolutely to die for. If you take anything away from this podcast today, take that away. Go to your local UDF Kroger. Go get some Light Skies. They're delicious.
0: How much are they paying you to say that?
1: Oh, they shouldn't be paying me a lot more than they actually do. (laughs) And they don't pay me anything. So, yes. But lights, guys, absolute fire. But you can't go wrong with a great tasting unless Philly Miller light on Sunday.
0: All right. So, let's get into the Bengals. Okay. Tough starts of the year. No doubt. Uh, Tough year last year, but it's always been that the Bengals are building. I have a lot of thoughts. I know you have a lot of thoughts. You're the Bengals expert here, expert. so I'm, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you on most of this. Okay, but uh, I, I definitely have some thoughts. I'd like to hear uh, what you think too. Okay, about uh, we'll start with overall Zach Taylor, the hottest. Oh my
1: goodness gracious!
0: So before I'll let you think about what you're gonna say here. Okay, as, uh, set the scene. So last year he gets hot. Marvin Lewis finally he's been around. Is Marvin Lewis gonna be gone? Is he gonna be gone? Finally, Bengals cut ties with Marvin. Last year, Zach gets hired. They win two games. This year, they've won only one game so far. So the, through the first season in six games, he's won three. Right. Football, the way that the NFL is structured, it's built so that teams don't consistently play to the level that the Bengals are playing for as long as the Bengals have played. They had a great season. Of, what was it, four or five years ago? That the, 2015. Andy, when they lost the Steelers.
1: With, 2015. Injury Heartbreak. bug,
0: yeah, injury bug. You know, gets Andy Dalton, things go south. Be it as it may, now this year got Zach Taylor. The last couple of years, I don't think, I don't think you fire Zach Taylor yet. And this is what I was gonna say, and I, and I, so I'll share my thought here, and I'll, and I'll leave it totally open for you. Yeah, I've seen a lot of, you know, people the the gut reaction of fire, fire, fire. He's only been there a season in six games. My broader step back perspective look at it is you bring in a guy like Zach because he's a quarterback coach in LA under Sean McVay. Right. He doesn't have his guy last year with Andy Dalton. He has a guy and a good guy who we may see in a few hours at the Arizona Cardinals, maybe tonight. Yeah. You know, but Andy gets a shot now in Dallas. But. You have Zach Taylor, who now, in the draft, you get him, his guy, and Joe Burrow, and you can let him develop. Right. Hasn't, and, and Joe is the guy. Joe is the guy. But, the Zach, truth. definitely some things to, I would say, question. If if we're in year five, or, or even year four, maybe, then you're you're going, okay, this, this, this can't is happen. Over. It's over. But a year and six games in, I'm not sure you can say those same things
1: yet, but there's definitely questions to be asked. So, I'll leave it open to you. So, Paul, I'm going to start by prefacing with this. If the Bengals are going to make a head coaching change, I don't want it to happen until the end of the year. Why? Because I think things are toxic as is, and I know, oh, let's get it all figured out. But you have to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. He's still working with a shorter offseason, didn't have all this time to bring in the young rookie wonder child, number nine, Joe Burrow. That being said, this team – still loses one score games like they did last year yeah there are there's no reason and actually let me start or bring this up the fact that they still lose games like Zach Taylor would in his first year means that he hasn't learned anything from his first year play calling play calling yesterday perfect example you're up 21 points you're up 21 points your team gives up three straight touchdowns on defense to Phillip Rivers and the Colts, and now you're in a dogfight. And he gets conservative with us. You have the quarterback of the future and the present right now. You have a top seven running back in the league, and yet you decide to bring Randy Bullock out for long field goals, one that he made, one that he missed, on fourth and manageable, fourth and inches, fourth and one. And you say, okay, I can live with that. No. You have to have the awareness of going, you're a one, 3 and one football team. You've won three games in the NFL. Where's your ability to get aggressive? That's what people want. You're an offensive guru. Prove that to us. Prove that to the good fans who have been clamoring, who have backed you up so far. Prove that you are that guy. You are that offensive guru who's going to groom Joe Burrow to help win games in the future. Yeah. And he just hasn't shown that.
0: Yeah, so, so what do you think is the biggest thing – for you that you see that you'd like to see him grow in? Cause I would definitely say the play calling is something to right. look at. Um, I, I, There, there are other things too that, that maybe just the sequencing of how the games go along. Like yesterday where you say uh, he gets conservative, whatever, right. but, but what do you think?
1: Paul, I, I, I just like to see wins get on the board. <laughs> like that's my basic answer. Like you're up 21 points in the NFL. Like, if you're not the Atlanta Falcons, they're – I mean, you don't blow that lead. Yeah. Like, good teams don't blow, don't blow that lead. Yeah. You keep losing these one-score games, one-score games where a couple decisions on offense and or defense, they go our way. Yeah, but you have to know that you are in the position that you're at because we don't get aggressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And, and when you look at – but I thought, like yesterday, the coming into the game through the first, uh, what, yesterday was week six. Week six. So, through the first five games of the season, I thought the defense has been phenomenal. Defense has been I phenomenal. mean, the defense has been the bright
1: spot of the team. Yeah, I mean, when when you look at it, like the week before in Baltimore, they kept Lamar Jackson basically in check. Yeah. And it was more of the offense's problem, um, not being able to get any rhythm going. So, I guess you can blame that on the Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan duo but the defense was really really good until about halfway through the second quarter and then all of a sudden the floodgates opened yesterday and Philip Rivers looked like Philip Rivers of San Diego 10 years ago
0: yeah yeah exactly you've been to two games you were at the game in Cleveland you were at the game yesterday in Indianapolis uh outside of like the on-field product What's it been like going to a game with Corona
1: and everything? So it has been – I actually was having a really interesting conversation with one of my buddies yesterday about it. So most fans' experiences in the NFL has been like at full capacity. So like sellouts or like a lot of people are there. This has much more of a baseball feel, to be honest with you. Okay. So there's not a lot of – I mean, there is hoorah, hoorah, but it's more of like sit – it's kind of laid back a little bit more laid back from a fan standpoint i think yeah um the protocols are you know they're you you go in you get your temperature taken you got to wear a mask if you're not actively eating or drinking but there's definitely a different feel now at nfl games now compared to you know when the stadium's packed so is it uniform like you were in cleveland you were
0: in indianapolis yeah was it the same kind of atmosphere or is it I, I, I don't know because I haven't been to a game yet, so I don't know. So, let's
1: just say this. The Colts fans are much more civil than the Browns fans, and that is without a doubt 100%. The difference was, Paul, the game in Cleveland was primetime Thursday night. True. People yes. have been drinking all day, getting ready for their brownies, whatever. Yesterday was much more civil. So,
0: there's still – now, this sounds dumb, but I'm only asking this because, you know, I don't – I don't know. I haven't been to a game. Right. They're still selling, like, food, alcohol. Yeah, still selling it's-
1: food, alcohol. Um, That was pretty wild. So, in Cleveland, they, you know, there's this mandatory state. You can't serve beer after 10 p.m., right? You oh, can't yeah. serve alcohol. Yeah. So, I'm going, and I'm looking at my watch, you know, and we're like, okay, it's 1030. Can I still up get a beer? And I'm kind of walking around seeing if everybody else has one. And I honestly get in line. And the guy looks at the girl and goes, yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take three Budweiser's. And I'm like, is, is she going to give him that? Like, like, I don't think that's what they're supposed to do. Woman comes out with three Budweiser's and hands them out. And I'm like, okay, this is how we're rolling. Like <laughs> it was literally the craziest thing ever. It was 11 o'clock. They were still selling beers. And then the repeat, the report came out later. Like, yeah, that was completely like negligent, blah, blah, blah. But they are still selling alcohol. They are still selling food. Um, it looks a little different, but it's NFL football. Yeah, it's gotcha. live NFL football still. Um, and you and you definitely don't get that whole fan experience from what you would expect from a pack stadium. But honestly, there's good things and bad things to that.
0: You said yesterday that you went to the Colts game. You bought a ticket up in the like top level. Yeah, one, so one like the literally in seats, the nosebleeds. Yeah, but you were able to move down, and that's another thing that happens a lot in baseball. Like I, I've bought, I don't know, in my however long great american when i would come here over the summer visit family whatever and then here since i've been going to xavier in my time going to great american i think only one time have i ever like walked up steps and gone up like i always just buy the cheapest seat and then just walk straight down into the so what was it was there protocol
1: yesterday so we literally so we literally walk straight into the place we walk straight in we go down the steps uh, I look at our buddies and like, are we going to go up to our seats? One of my buddies was just stone cold. We're going down into the lower bowl. Um, and how they do it now is if there are seats open, they're, they are open. But if they're not, they're zip tied. Like the whole seats are zip tied. So you can't like rip them open, right? Oh, okay. so yeah, sit yeah, down. Yeah. yeah, So we found six spots, two, two, two in the same row. And Paul, I kid you not, no one questioned a thing. It was incredible. It was literally, we walked down, we paid 50 bucks, and that seat in a regular year is going for, you know. Hundreds. Hundreds, exactly. Yeah. Literally walked straight through, down to the lower bowl, two seats, I'll take a beer, and we were, <laughs> we were fly. We were, you know, not questioned at all, which was really, really weird, especially considering in Indianapolis, those seats are going to be filled 99.9% of the time.
0: Well, yeah, I, I feel like it's kind of weird, too, that they don't, Want like, like they sell the tickets to make sure everybody's spaced out. Right. I guess if they zip tie the seats. So was it was it like every other row was zip tied, or were like in the rows where
1: they zip tied two So at the end, it was two seats open. Okay. Zip tied, zip tied, tip, zip zip zip. Then another two zip tied, zip side Oh, two. so it's all two, two, and yeah. So oh, wow. unless you unless you get like a party of six tickets where they'll seat you together. But um, yeah. So it was two, two, and two.
0: Gotcha. Are you gonna go next week here?
1: Um, I'm I'm thinking about it. I kind of want to watch the uh, Bengals Browns games with my roommates. Both of them are Browns fans. Ah, um, they yeah. are licking their wounds after getting absolutely destroyed by the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday. Destroyed. Ran out of the building. Um, But I kind of want to watch it with them. Uh, My girlfriend's also from Cleveland, so I don't know what I'll do. Uh, It was a very expensive day yesterday, Paul. We will just say that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think, uh, I mean, I didn't go to a game, but I think it was an expensive day for for both of us. From what it sounded
1: like. I mean, literally. Packers let us down. Packers let us down. Mortal lock. Lock of my life and they just laid an it in the egg, it was disgusting. It
0: was basically a pick'em game, and they lost by four it was. touchdowns.
1: And I, I, Aaron Rodgers off a bye with Devontae Adams coming back, and you're telling me I missed that that badly? Oh, it was I don't heartbreaking. Think, I
0: think it was like 80 or 85% of the money in Vegas had it, too. I don't think it was just us. I mean,
1: it was heartbreaking looking Pretty, at the batting yeah. account going, oh, my God, not only did the Bengals lose, not only did my fantasy teams lose, but I'm down <laughs> multiple units on that game, so – Let's just say yesterday was a good day, but it could have been a great day. We'll just say, day. We just say that. We will just say that. No doubt about it.
0: Um so we'll look at the rest of the offense here uh for the Bengals. Um what the hell is going on with AJ Green?
1: So we saw a little vintage AJ Green yesterday. That was very nice to see. Um I believe right now he is PFF's second greatest higher or graded second highest graded wide receiver for week 6, which is nice. It's like an 89.2, which is elite. Um they found they got him the football like that's always great they were running slants through the Colts defense like you know a knife through butter um and it was good to see AJ Green kind of get back on that level that yeah. offense is going to need him in order to be you know good and compete and you know just hang in football games so it was good seeing AJ especially after all the talk of the week before, does he want to get traded? Does he want to leave? What's his relationship with Coach Taylor? All of that stuff. So it was good to see him bounce back, look like the old vintage AJ. AJ and, um, yeah, it was definitely good to see.
0: Yeah, I, I I mean, you look at yesterday in the game he had versus last week with the Ravens where Joe throws that pass. It goes two feet over his head, three feet over his head. And it looked like he didn't even make an effort to catch it. And yeah. then it gets picked off. and I didn't even make an effort – to make the
1: tackle, tackle afterward,
0: it was like he was stuck in concrete.
1: I uh, I look at that play and I just don't know. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, I don't know if it's a mental thing. I don't know if it's a physical thing. Like he was, he didn't play for the rest of the game, so maybe he was hurt and didn't want to get re injured when tackling it. But honestly, you look at tape that is just absolutely head scratching. Yeah, just absolutely, especially from a guy who's given it all to this city and this team. And um, but again. NFL's what you've done for me recently. AJ Green looked like AJ Green yesterday. Yeah.
0: So if you look at the season up to this point, only one win, you feel like maybe they probably should have beat the Colts. Not probably. They should have they won should that. Have beat they the They should have won that. They game probably yesterday. should have beat
1: the Eagles. I mean a Chargers game, you know, if a pass interference called isn't called, they win that football game. You look at uh I mean the Browns game was kind of a blowout, but and then the Ravens game was a blowout, but four and two, three and three? Yeah. You're two and two and easily two wins two three and one
0: easily two wins maybe three wins if things just break a little bit differently now the thing looking back at the charges game Bullock's field goal they still got to go to overtime and win that game which is one thing that
1: well I, I mean if the offensive pass interference isn't called on that's all yeah 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 that's that's true that's, that's, a that's touchdown.
0: true that's true which I didn't think that was OPI but I mean you can't Right. And
1: kid. then and then Randy, who's who, other than a missed field goal yesterday, has been absolutely solid. Just missed Well, he hasn't a, a missed, right? Well, well, he he missed till yesterday. Yesterday. Until missed yesterday. Until
0: yesterday, but he hasn't missed up, to, up until that point. And that's
1: been good. Um, I think Zach has kind of fallen back on Randy a little bit instead of, again, being aggressive. Uh, I think we definitely saw a little bit of that yesterday. Jesse Bates. Man star. is an absolute stud. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, other than the light sky take... If you take anything away from this and you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, you should be excited about two people. You should be excited about the wonder child, number nine, Joe Burrow, and Jesse Bates. He's going to be an all-pro safety for us. He will be an all-pro safety. You go and you you write it in stone. Lock it down. All-pro safety Jesse Bates. I am that confident in that man. He's gone out there, made play after play after play this season, um, and he has all the looks of being a very, very, very good pro for the Cincinnati Bengals for a long, long time. I don't know who said it, but
0: I saw it somewhere on Twitter that the interception he had yesterday was the best catch that a Bengal had had this year. And I couldn't think of one better.
1: I It was unbelievable. He was literally playing center field perfectly. It was unbelievable. He comes over, makes the pick on Phillip Rivers, and that's – that point in that game they're driving you're like oh here we go here how's everything's gonna end he gives him a chance to win the football game but yes Paul it was an unbelievable catch from a guy who's having a hell of a 2020 season
0: uh is it just me or does Philip Rivers look like he's gonna like tear something in his shoulder every time he throws Philip
1: Rivers has a water gun for an arm but yet he (laughs) looked like he had an absolute flamethrower against the Bengals' defense yesterday. The corner route absolutely killed the Bengals. The tight ends killed the Bengals. And you know what, Paul, most importantly, and I think our, our offensive line gets a lot of heat, and for good reason, the Bengals' defensive line was non-existent yesterday. Absolutely non-existent. You look at guys like Carlos Dunlap. You look at guys like Carl Lawson. You look guys at guys like Geno Atkins. There was no pressure on Phillip Rivers for 90% of that football game, and that just can't happen. You can't have a guy with that kind of arm talent or lack thereof and go, okay, we're going to just kind of sit back and let him eat us. you got to get after him, and we failed to do that yesterday. And that, honestly, might be a huge reason why we're talking about a loss today instead of a win.
0: And Carlos Dunlap, Geno Adkins, are they getting phased out, or what's the deal? So
1: I have taken a ton of flack, but last year – there was a report coming out that said Zach Taylor, Duke Tobin, Mike Brown, the Bengals organization said, we have players here that we know we can win with. And most Bengals fans, most rational Bengals fans were going, okay, it's time to move on. Like AJ, he's still hurt. Or Geno Atkins, like – he doesn't, we don't know how many, you know, years he has left in the tank. Carlos Dunlap, again, a good player, not a great player. He did end up finishing third PFF, so, I mean, he was a stud last year. But it's like, okay, we got to start thinking about the future. Like, these guys were part of the past, the past yeah. regime. Now it's time we move on. We get, some, we get something for form. We get some picks. We get some young talent infused in here. And yet, now we're seeing AJ, other than yesterday, he's kind of looked old. Carlos Dunlap being benched. Geno Atkins being phased out. Like, you could have gotten – third, fourth, fifth round picks for these guys. Yeah. And those third, fourth, and fifth round picks could be offensive line protecting Joe Burrow. They could have been wide receiver, tight end talent, you know, that would make it easier for him. You could look at defensive line, edge rusher, stuff like that. But we don't have that right now. And their value is considerably shrinking as time goes on. So I think that was a wasted opportunity. Again, I love all of those guys for what they've done for the city and for the team. But – Sometimes you gotta know when to move on. Bill Belichick doesn't make that mistake. Yeah.
0: Uh running game. Mixon, how's the running game look? I mean, it it, it has looked great. Mixon's had a great game. Was that last week or the week
1: before? Uh, against the
0: Jaguars. Jaguars. So week four. Uh he's looked good, but there's also been some times when he hasn't looked so right.
1: good. So the reason the Bengals took a 21-point lead in the first quarter, first half yesterday, was because they were very efficient at running the football. They basically ran the football down the Colts' throat, and they couldn't do it. I mean, if you look at the first three scores, Giovanni Bernard rushing touchdown, Joe Burrow running touchdown, and Joe Mixon running touchdown. It was a clinic. And that's what you need in an offense with a young quarterback in order to make him comfortable, in order to go, okay, we got this reliable ground game. I can always fall back on that we're not having to sling the ball around throw it 61 times that being said it was it almost disappeared yeah it was here and then it was gone and um again that is something you have to have all the good Bengals teams have had that they've had great running back play they've had icky icky woods they've had Jeremy Hill, even though he fumbled in 2015, you got Rudy Johnson, you got Corey Dillon, you got all these guys who are great at making plays in the run game, and that's when you see the best Bengals offenses, It's when those guys are really hot. Joe Mixon can be that guy, but again, we have to commit to it, and we have to stick with it. We can't just go down and start throwing the football, you know, 60 times.
0: So what do you want to do about the offensive line? There's so many issues there, and it looks like, you know, you got, like, Jonah Williams, there's potential... But at the same time, you don't want to. I mean, you can't wait for the draft. You could wait maybe for like one guy, but you, you got to go out there and trade. You got to pick up somebody free agency. You got to. So,
1: something. my biggest concern, Paul, right now is the health and safety of Joe Burrow, which yeah. it should be, which it should be. And that is a very scary thing because you don't want him to have an injury and then, you know, not come back and be the guy that he is right now. That being said, and Bengals fans listen closely because there's good news here. Jonah Williams, he's gotten better every single game he's played. He looks as if he's going to be a very, very good pro. You got Trey Hopkins in the middle center. He's going to, you know, he's not going to be too high. He's not going to be too low. He's going to be average. He's going to be able to put you in a situation where you're able to win the three other spots. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But that being said, to point to our neighbors up north in the Cleveland Browns, they had an abysmal offensive line last year, an absolutely abysmal, a dumpster fire. Like, literally, you go down to the dumpster, throw a match in it, it, it it's hot, it's on fire. And they have completely turned around that offensive line in one offseason, one offseason. They they went out, so they signed Jack Conklin, who's a good pro vet, all, a pro Bowl type guy, and then they went out. And they got um, Jedrick Wills from Alabama. Now, Paul, what I'm saying is this. We already have the kid from Alabama. Let's go out in the off season. Let's go get another tackle. Or, and in a perfect world, this would happen, Paul.
0: Listen. Sam's sitting up. Here we go. Uh, this is going to be the good idea If
1: here. If things fall into place, and we got lucky with the first pick last yeah. year. Oh, are we tanking again? uh, I'm not saying tank. I'm not saying tank. I want to win football games like any rational human being wants to win football games. But if things do go south and they are starting to appear like they do go south, you play the the Browns, you play the Titans, you play the Steelers. It might be Penne Sewell season in Cincinnati. The best tackle prospect we've seen since Anthony Munoz in college. He's the left tackle for Oregon football. Man is an absolute stud. If there is one guy the Bengals should have at the top of their draft board, it would be Pene Sewell. And ladies and gentlemen, again, I want to make this point clear. I want the Bengals to win football games. But if things go south, like I've already said, Pene Sewell. Suck for Sewell. I don't care. (laughs) It has to be Pene Sewell. He's the guy. And you're telling me you got Jonah Williams on the right side and you got Pene Sewell on the left side. You got Trey Hopkins in the middle. Maybe you go out, make an acquisition at guard. And that offensive line isn't considerably better. Isn't considerably better. You give the wonder child, the, the superstar, Mr. Joe Burrow, a little bit more time to throw in the pocket with with Boyd and Higgins. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that would be a very, very fun Bengals football team to watch. But
0: it, And that's, like, to your point, they have the receivers now. Maybe go out and get – one more, One more, right? Especially if if AJ is, moves on, right. moves on, or or whatever happens with him. But you got Boyd, you got Higgins, who are two.
1: T Higgins looked like a. He looked
0: so good yesterday. Sam. He
1: looked like a Pro Bowl type player yesterday. He looked so good. But
0: offensively, you have the running back in Mixon. You have your franchise quarterback in Burrow get them some get them some protect you have a decent defense this is better than a one win team it's not a super bowl winning team right now by any stretch of the imagination this is a team that's going to get a very high draft pick right but there are reasons to be more optimistic as a Bengals fan than there are to be as a Giants fan or a Jets, Jets fan, fan or somebody like that a Falcons fan yeah
1: um yes Yes, there, there's definitely room. There are definitely players on this football team that should get you excited.
0: Now, what can Zach Taylor do with them? Who knows?
1: And uh, actually, going back to our Zach Taylor talk, the thing that actually has made me resent him even more was the fact that we knew Joe Burrow was going to be the guy the entire offseason. Don't let anybody tell you differently. Yeah. I mean, the guy has the greatest college football season of all time. You're not going to take him number one when you need a quarterback. No. Joe Burrow was always going to be the guy. But they saw the offensive line product from last year and said, okay, we're, we're plenty fine with putting our young franchise quarterback behind a mediocre, below-average, terrible offensive line and we just did not address it at all yeah not not I mean Xavier Suofilo but he's not going but he doesn't make Bengals fans go ooh and ah yeah he doesn't give you any more confidence yeah and Jim Turner Zach Taylor oh we really like the guys we have in the building we really look like the guys we have in the building and you look at the offensive line you go how the heck can they like the guys in the building (laughs) how Paul how oh it's it's frustrating and that's where he kind of lost me I'm like did he not watch the product on the field last year?
0: Yeah, yeah, I I know, and that was I'm I'm totally with you. I was right. gonna bring that up, but you brought it up first. I I think it's the same thing when you know you have the guy, right? Don't don't joke around with it. Don't do the whole game and play the sham of right. Oh, is it gonna be him? You know it's him, yeah. right? You know it's Joe. embrace it. And the other thing was when they were going into the draft, and everybody was like oh, are the Bengals going to screw it up and not take Joe? Are they going to take Chase Young? And the Dolphins go out there and they throw the world at the Bengals to try and trade up for him. They don't yeah. get him. Yeah. It's like, okay, then we know. So if you know at that point, protect him. Exactly. Or else this guy's going to end up with a broken leg and a broken arm because he's been laying on his back every other play. Yeah,
1: and that would – I'm going to say it, If if – this continues, and there is an Andrew Luck situation in Cincinnati, kind of with, you know, Andrew Luck was just beat up because they refused to build the offensive line till later on in his career, and now he's retired from the NFL. If something like that were to happen to Joe Burrow, I think fans would just be done with the Bengals. Yeah. I don't think there has ever been a player in this city, maybe other than Ken Griffey Jr., that is universally liked and respected by every – Every media corporation, every sports media corporation, all the fans in the NFL, you're going to poll people? I don't think anybody hates Joe Burrow. I don't think anybody hates Joe Burrow. You watch him on the field? How can you hate that guy? Guy's an absolute gamer. He's a winner. He's won everything you want in a franchise quarterback, and yet we were unable to protect him, and now we're kind of feeling the ramifications of that. And the mic'd up that he did was great. I mean ah oh. the, the talking with the referee
0: bringing and, a, uh, uh
1: i mean just it learning gives me how chills to slide. just thinking about it yeah, yeah. all just that learning was how to slide Whew. yeah all, all he definitely needs great. to learn how to slide yeah cannot be taking those those hits.
0: first couple games were, were oh, rough. abysmal kind of look like going out there in little league and you don't want to scrape or your me
1: and... uh me trying to run the bases in softball no <laughs> doubt about it
0: <laughs> um so a couple other things here before we wrap up first thing uh all right, let's go down the schedule here. Oh, wow. We're not – Spangles have one win through week six. Mm-hmm. Browns next week, sneaky one at home maybe.
1: I would probably err on the side of caution, mostly because I don't want to have my heart broken again. But th- then come Sunday, I think it's going to be a dub. So, I would – you know what? We'll do it for uh, Paul's points. We'll give the Bengals the win against the Browns, as of Tuesday, October twentieth. Correct, Paul? That's when the yeah. uh, yes, yes. So as of Tuesday, October twentieth, Bengals get a W against Cleveland. Then they play the Titans.
0: Correct. Titan. That's an L.
1: That's a loss. Stealer. That could get. An, that could be an ugly loss. Then they play the Steelers. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there is that's not a team. Pittsburgh. There yeah. is not a team. In the NFL, that scares me more than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their front seven is ridiculous, yeah. scary. Like yeah. I go, I I wake up in the middle of the night in cold sweats thinking about our offensive line trying to block that front seven. Yeah, that's not. So good. that's a loss. That's a loss.
0: And then uh, the football team. After that,
1: that's. And then this is this is then they go Redskins or sorry Washington whoa, whoa, football whoa, whoa. team whoa. the R words excuse me the Washington football team yes. the
0: Giants Giants and then the Dolphins dolphins.
1: Ladies and gentlemen,
0: you're going to run into Fitzmagic there and
1: if they December. go if they go 2 and 1, you should be excited. Oh. If they don't go 2 and 1 or 3 and 0, oh, and if they end up 1 and 2 or 0 oh and 3, the city the the panic button will officially oh, have yeah. been pushed.
0: yeah. Yeah, 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 but You can't go 0 oh and 3 to Washington, New York. And Miami I mean, and be complacent right. about
1: it. Or or even one and two. Like you have to win both of those two games because the the football team, they're not very good. The Giants stink. They're I mean, they're the they're the best team in New York, but that isn't saying much. And then the Dolphins. Dolphins are sneaky good. Um, but I I don't believe in Fitz magic. I'll it'll be very interesting to see uh if our boy Tua Tugavailoa plays in that game against Joe Burrow.
0: And then Andy Dalton comes home on the thirteenth of December. <sighs> that's probably an L that's probably a loss Steelers come Uh, to Cincinnati
1: Monday night football I love for the upset alert to be on but I don't see that happening either probably an L uh the Texans at Texans I think they can win that football game Paul
0: it depends on the where the Texans are at that point in the season um I I mean I don't I have no reason to think the Texans would be talk
1: about two good young quarterbacks playing behind two crappy offensive lines yeah And then the Ravens who might bench Lamar Lamar Jackson Jackson and uh, just head into the playoffs content.
0: So, all right. So, we'll, we'll go two wins between the Washington, New York, Dolphins stretch. So, that gets you to three wins. Do the Bengals get to five somewhere else in there? I don't think they do. I think they finish at four wins. I think Joe picks something up. I think they win a dumb game that they shouldn't. Like, somewhere in there in that, like, Cowboys-Texans, like.
1: Yeah, I think the Cowboys-Texans would be that dumb game that they pick Cowboy,
0: up. Cowboys-Texans-Browns at home, they get one of those, yeah. I think.
1: I think four wins, maybe five, is the maximum. Um,
0: I talked myself into six before the season, but that included Colts. Chargers. Colts. Yeah, I think so i think that's what i have i that.
1: had them at seven and nine i believe and now i'm looking at the very sad reality that it's going to be three or four wins i think this year
0: yeah i think three say four would be like okay
1: cool and again uh that would be that'd be a disappointment but i just want them to be competitive i want them to play with the big boys like you can't be getting blown out against the Steelers like you did the Ravens. You can't be getting blown out by the Titans like you did, you know, the Browns. Like, you have to be competitive, and we have not seen that. When, the, when they play the big boys, they played the 49ers last year at home, got absolutely blown out. They played the Ravens at home, got absolutely blown out. They played the Steelers on the road, got absolutely blown out. In order for this team to take a next step, and I don't know if the next step is this year or next year, they're going to have to start playing close football games with good teams.
0: All right, last thing here on your opinion on the Bengals. Give me two positives that give you optimism for the future of this team and give outside of like, you know, Joe and and the wide receiver like yeah. outside of that. Give yeah. me two positives that make you excited for the future and give me two negatives. Start with the negatives. Give me two um negatives that you feel like make you concerned for the direction of this team
1: uh well i mean we've already talked about one uh the health and safety of joe burrow okay i think that's where you got to start off because right now he's basically the offensive offense for the cincinnati Bengals. like what he goes wherever he goes the team goes the offensive goes with him so he has to stay upright we have to protect him the ne- the other negative i mean i think I was really hoping to have more than four wins this year. And I don't – I would love to be the guy that says maybe next year they get better. I think they will get better. But I think it's going to be two or three more years till they're a playoff football team. Yeah. And I think that's – I mean, there is talent on the roster, but I just don't think there's enough talent at the the right positions. Like, we have great, you know, specialty players, running back, wide receivers – Um, but again, you look at Jonah Williams, he's basically the only guy that you would be like, okay, like I know he's going to be a pretty good guy on the offensive line. Trey Hopkins, like I said earlier, he's just a little bit above average, but you want to start seeing an influx more of talent. Um, and then you guys, guys getting hurt, like Sam Hubbard hurt, DJ reader hurt, Trey Waynes hurt, CJ Uzama hurt. Like those are big guys and them being out is only going to hurt your football team even more. Um, as for the positives, positive. I mean, you could. Um, we already talked about Joe, T. Higgins, Logan Wilson, Akeem Davis, Gaither. The twenty twenty and of the twenty twenty draft class for the Bengals, I think, is going to do really well because they are being pushed into situations where they have to make plays early on in their careers, and I think that will be. Um, very important a couple years down the road when they are starting to make a playoff run. I definitely see a lot of leadership qualities in Logan Wilson. Um, I like what they did with the linebacking corps through the draft. Uh, so I like the young draft class. And then I, I honestly think the it's, it's going to be a sad thing at first, but I think it's going to be a positive thing. I think Geno Atkins and A.J. Green will probably move on. Um, and as a Cincinnati fan, that hurts. A lot. But in the end, sometimes you got to move on. You got to have that new regime come in and kind of go from there. And you got young, talented guys. You got Jonah Williams, you got Tyler Boyd, you got Joe Mixon, you got T Higgins, you got um, Logan Wilson, you got Sam Hubbard, you got Carl Lawson, you got William Jackson, Jesse Bates. You have that young talent, and you want to be able to spend money and put more young talent on top of young talent. And I think Geno Atkins and AJ Green with their contracts moving on. It's going to be sad when it happens, but I think overall the franchise is going to be in a better spot when those two, and Carlos Dunlap, uh, when those guys move on.
0: Sam, anything else Bengals-related? Anything else? Uh, I'll leave the floor open for you. Anything else you want to want to talk, oh, John, well, want to talk Paul, about? Well,
1: Paul, I'm just really glad you uh, let me come on today. I know most of your uh, listeners might be Bengals fans, so just wanted to give them a little bit of a shout, um, but... Yeah, I, lo- I really respect what you're doing. You're you're a great role model to me, Paul, and I know <laughs> and I much- know that sounds and I know that sounds, but yes, you uh, you've been great. Um, been a great friend. Good good uh, good role model and uh, it's just been fun. I've I had appreciate a blast. That, Sam. Uh,
0: I feel like 95% of the people that are listening to this know you and know me. Right. But for the 5% that don't and haven't discovered you on Twitter yet or discovered it again, you mentioned it in the beginning, but uh your Twitter handle, where can people listen to you with the Bengals Brawl? Where can people read your stuff? So
1: um any podcast or wherever you can get your podcasts. So okay. at bang or Bengals Brawl is the uh Twitter name, the podcast name. Um so my- the podcast
0: is just Bengals Brawl Bengals Brawl. Okay.
1: Yeah. So we're doing a lot of cool stuff on there. A lot of getting a lot of actual Bengals fans like some of the bigger name Bengals fans like Commissioner Yaz, uh Bengals captain, Bengals gym, the bangle, we're getting some big names on there. So that's kind of cool seeing it through a fan's perspective instead of, you know, having kind of like the vanilla, oh yeah, this is a former player or whatever. So kind of seeing how their game day routine is going. Um, And if you're going to, if you want to laugh on a Sunday morning, I'll be your guy. I, um, I really take a lot of pride in producing as much good content on Twitter as I can for you guys. I enjoy the hell out of it. So it's been great. Um if you again if you haven't followed me on Twitter, give me a quick follow at the Great I promise you will not regret it. And that's D A
0: Yeah, great that Sam is Bino. Duh. Like
1: D A great Sambino. Da great Duh Sambino. Great Sambino, Sam well,
0: yes sir. Sam Canautten, appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, man.
1: Hey Paul. Uh, anytime, man, anytime. Hopefully we're talking uh Bengals W after the uh against the Browns here on Browns Sunday.
0: Browns on Sunday. So yeah uh again for anybody listening that's where you can find sam on twitter Bengals brawl all that to, to at read Bengals his.
1: brawl on twitter Bengals brawl at the great sam bino um and then the universe opens up after that and we have a bunch of really really good people that you'll be following very um optimistic people about the Bengals, which is always good especially with how negative um it seems like people have been so it's been <laughs> it's been good and it's been a lot of fun so far
0: Sam writes about the Bengals, podcasts about the Bengals, tweets about them, Sunday morning videos, all that good stuff. You can find them on there. Thank you all to listening for listening to this episode of Paul's Points. Uh, next week's episode, a really, really special episode coming next Tuesday. It's with a Korean baseball organization, a player of the KBO. The KBO. Drew There is some
1: money to be won in the KBO.
0: Drew Rasinski, he's a pitcher for the NC Dinos. Uh, we've already recorded the interview. It was phenomenal. Super excited to get that out next week. Uh, the KBO playoffs are going to start um, coming up here in the next couple of weeks, which is why I'll put that out next week. Um, but look for that next Tuesday. But for Sam, I'm Paul signing off. Thank you all so much for listening this week. Make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review, and I'll talk to you next Tuesday on Paul's Points.